<clears throat> Good intro. Got it. Yeah. All right. We're in like Flynn. Every great podcast starts with a cough. Exactly. <clears throat> Are the Oscars washed up? And why is it a tragedy that Atlanta is off the air? This and more <laughs> on the very first episode of a fanboy and know-it-all talk to Yay! I don't even know the title of this show. Uh, it's a fanboy and a know-it-all talk pop culture. There it is. I there it, it is. I am Jake Roberson, and I'm sitting here alongside... Paul AC. Paul AC. We are collectively fanboy and know-it-all. That's correct. You have to guess which is which. You do have it to becomes guess obvious which later is which. Yeah. Um, though I think you can already tell from the sound of my voice that clearly I know everything. But... What are we doing here? What are we doing what here? What are we doing here? What are we doing here, Jake? We are starting a podcast. About the Oscars. About the Oscars. This because is, yeah. they're upon us. They're upon us. This is going to be um, a fairly free-form podcast if you decide to tune in every once in a while. it's gonna every We're going to touch a lot of different things, always around the realm of entertainment. But, of course, because the Oscars are coming out, what, two weeks from now? Less than two weeks? It's sort of a natural place to begin, right? So, lesson podcast one one for you, Paul. By the time <laughs> this releases, the Oscars will be in like a couple of days. Oh, yeah, yeah. A couple of days. <laughs> That's what I meant. That's what I meant. We are with you guys in the present. We are not in the past recording this. <laughs> Don't listen to Paul. But yeah, we uh, we wanted to have a little bit of fun, talk some yeah. Oscars. We're going to talk lots of different pop culture, but it's a perfect time to talk Oscars. So, to kick off our Oscar right. discussion, before we get to our... What I'm very excited about is a segment called The Least Most Important Thing. Oh. I already previewed mine. We'll let Paul's be a spoiler. Oh I'm going to talk about Atlanta. Uh, but we're, we're going to do some Oscar trivia, and we're going to talk about everything that's wrong with the Oscars. <laughs> no, we're not. Okay, I'm going to talk about everything that's wrong with the Oscars. No, the Oscars are great. And the says Oscars you, are says you. Before, we, before I you know, take you to the mat. Oh, over that yeah okay why don't you hit me with some of those oscar trivia okay all right we've got a little oscar trivia quiz here from the oscar lover from the oscar lover jake although he's technically the know-it-all in this equation does not know these i can almost the hallmark it. of the know-it-all is that he knows everything even about things he knows nothing about okay so this uh this quiz was actually pulled directly from the detroit news from two years ago Directly so, from the Detroit News. Well, we have to give credit, right? We can't plagiarize. We can't plagiarize, but yeah. uh, so, is Detroit like the hub of all Oscar knowledge? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes, it is. Um, first question for you. Hit me. How what many times... Win? You win nothing. Great. You win more time on this Perfect. podcast. Uh, how many times has Anthony Hopkins been nominated for the Best Actor Oscar? Best Actor. And just Best Actor, not Best Supporting correct, Actor. Correct. Now, I don't know the answers to this either, so... Oh, good. You're going to guess? Yeah, I am going to guess. Okay, I'm going to guess that Anthony Hopkins has been nominated for Best Actor um, four and a half times. Four and a half times. Yeah. You would be wrong, sir. Okay. I'm going to guess You don't know twice. the answer? No, but it's How not do you know a half. I'm wrong? It's not a half. So the answer is, oh, look at you. No. <laughs> four times. Oh, four man, times. That, that, half, that half threw me off. The remains of the day, Nixon and Amistad. I knew all of those. That half film, I couldn't remember. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's tricky. It was, it was Moana. Um, how many film trilogies have had all three films nominated for Best Picture? Um, how many film trilogies? How many film trilogies? Two. 
That would be my guess too. What would you? What? I would say the Lord of the Rings and the Godfather. Oh, I, those would be my two choose. Let's see here. Two Godfather, mm. Lord of the Rings. Nailed it. We win. We both get a prize. Um, this one is interesting. A musical has won Best Picture only once since 1969. As we know, a, a one may win this year. Uh, which musical was it? Mm. I think it was probably Hairspray. Not really. I'm going to go with... This is this is going to date me, but I'm going to go with Sound of Music. Sound of Music. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What year did that come out? I don't know. <laughs> Since 1969. I think Sound of Music was 1963, 64. Oh, All right. What's your I guess? I would guess Chicago. Chicago. And... Your answer would be very wrong. My answer would be very right. How did you know? You, didn't, you hadn't even turned the paper over. Well, because I'm I remember the foul. Oscars. I, See, think I'm, he, I think he looked I'm, at the answers. I'm far older than you, so I know these things. Recount. All right. We'll do one more. All right. Animated films have been nominated for Best Picture three times. Three times. Since 1991. Name the three nominees. Since 91? Since 91. Oh, gee whiz. Um, G. Willikers. G. Uh, animated film. I'm gonna go with The Lion King and Toy Story and uh, the well. What's the name of this film? Um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Those were terrible guesses. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one was Beauty and the Beast. I know, right? Okay. Toy Story is a pretty good guess. I don't think that's it. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Beauty and the Beast, Wally, and Up really should have been nominated. Well, so, but that's why they created Best Animated Picture. I think they had Best Animated yeah. Picture by the time those two came around, right? Let's see. Check the answers. All right, right. Here's the you answers. Know, we already know. Here is the answers. Beauty and the Beast. Oh, Up was nominated. Up was nominated. I'm such right, I was a, wrong. And Toy Story three. Toy Story three. Interesting. Yeah. I, I thought so you I don't thought, get like, both of those would have you know been best animated yeah. picture. Well, in Toy Story three, you really should have known because it's like a recent thing. And I Toy Story three isn't even the best of the Toy Story movies. No, I would agree with that. Yeah. What is the best of the Toy Story movies? Uh it's Toy oh. Story two. Okay. Okay. What did you think? Oh no, Toy Story. The original the Toy original? Story. No, oh, no, yeah. no. Toy Story 2 is by far, it's got the emotion. It's also funnier than the original. I don't think so. I don't think it so. It is. It's a fact. The, Write it down, folks. The girl toy's voice annoyed me, I think. What? So, yeah. Well, She's a famous Hollywood actress. Who? I can't remember. <laughs> I'm going to find Joan something. Joan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Joan Cusack? That Cusack. Was... No, that wasn't. Yeah, it was. Yep. Okay. Yep. Totally We're already was. way in the weeds here. All right, but uh, all right. There's your Oscar trivia. I totally won. Thank you. Everybody. Well, you did get accept my Oscar. close to four and a half. I it was, was Joan. Amazed. Joan Cusack played Jesse the Yodeling Cowgirl. Wow. So thank you very much. Wow. Very good. I am a genius. All right. You are the know-it-all. Okay, but now we've got this whole crop of films. <laughs> For Best Picture 2017. Yes. Um, and b- b- before we get into that, I want to question, draw into question, and I think all of our listeners are already on board with me on this. So, all two. You know, get get ready, Paul. Because all right. We're bringing in the thunder here. But are the Oscars, why does anybody consider them still relevant? They are still relevant. Why? It's a bunch of 
people that nobody knows. It's a small group of people compared to the U.S. that gets decide gets to decide what the best movies of the year are. Why do we care what they think? Because we do. Why? There's no reason to. No, no, so no. So why do we keep giving them this power to say, oh, they decide what the best films of the year are? Because we, we can gotta have... make. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. We gotta make Hollywood great again. Here's here's the thing. The thing about awards is they're a lot like lists, right? They inspire thought. They give you a starting off point to, to actually talk about some of this stuff. And all right, so the Oscars are great for a couple of reasons. One, they're traditional. I mean, they give some sort of history and backstory to these. What is this? Fiddle right? around the roof? Tradition. Tradition. Yes. No, it's really important. It's really important to have okay. that tradition because tradition. you can sort of go on and you can see who who the greats were back in the day. When I look for old movies, uh-huh. Uh-huh. there are two places that I go, like to to see what I need to see, the AFI list of the top one hundred films, uh-huh. and old Oscar winners. Old Oscar now, winners. admittedly, some of those old Oscar winners. Are not necessarily very good. Nope. You know, there there are in retrospect we see that there were other better movies made during the time. So Oscar is definitely not perfect, but they do give you sort of a starting off point, and then they give you a point where you can argue amongst your movie loving friends. Why? <laughs> why did Shakespeare in Love win? Why? You know, all that kind of stuff. It's 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 worthwhile fodder for discussion. Well, this brings me... this That actually sets me up well for this next point because uh-huh. that's actually one of the problems I have with it is that history remembers the winners, right? History is written by the winners. There's a few people that are going to remember the losers, but that... So there's great movies that get missed because they weren't an Oscar winner. Not true. Because not, not everybody's true. a nerd like you... All right. Who's gonna like go through the list of all the nominations? They're like, look, who won? What are Oscar-winning films? And guess what? If they go and look for no. Oscar-winning films, they're gonna miss Shawshank Redemption. No, because I think... it didn't win the Oscar that no, year. No, Shawshank Redemption. Forrest was... Gump is overrated. I'm just gonna drop that. <laughs> Forrest Gump was an underrated movie. I thought no, that was overrated. Underrated. How is how it's is an so Oscar-winning best film so underrated? How can you dislike Forrest? How Gump? is it underrated? It's it's a really beautiful, sweet movie. That does not answer my question. How is it underrated? It went one best picture. <laughs> it's underrated by you, but see, a lot of people now... And see, that's the thing. Is, is It's sort of interesting because when you look back, what, 1939, 1940, when Citizen Kane was up, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. It was nominated for, I think, one Academy Award. Today, it's considered to be the classic film of all time. These films that win Oscars, they do get some recognition, and it helps us remember them. But it doesn't eliminate the value of these things that, that were overlooked. I mean, today, I will admit that, that today, Shawshank Redemption, a pretty great movie. Yeah. And, and more, it's more highly regarded now. But because of that, here's the thing. People will point to the Oscars and they'll say, well, what about this Forrest Gump thing? And people like you will say, it was <laughs> a terrible movie. And then you can say, but no, it was really thought of well at the time. And then you watch it and then you say, yeah, that's actually a pretty good movie. By a bunch of people who were morons. Oh, my goodness. It wasn't, here's the, it wasn't even the third best movie that year. Oh, what was the second? Pulp Fiction. Oh, my goodness. We are here. We are Christian movie reviewers. I'm not saying saying, morally it was better. I'm just saying it was a better made movie. No, you know what the thing was with Pulp Fiction, actually, (laughs) is is the whole time-shifting conceit, right? You look back on that movie, totally overrated. 
Overrated. Totally. I watched it in retrospect. I wasn't even born in that year. Well, that's just. I was born in that year, but I was not allowed to watch any of those movies. (laughs) As well, your parents were very smart about that. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't. Good job, Mr. and Mrs. Rovers Five. Well, they should. They should keep you from it now. So, wow. So we've already gotten into a big old fight. This we've gotten a... into a big old fight. So let's talk about what is this year. Right. What are the best picture nominees? Lay them out for okay. us. Okay. All right. How do you want to do this? Do you want me just to name them or do you want me to tell you something about them? Because uh, you haven't seen – you've seen one of them. I've seen, movies, yeah. Right? The, again, the hallmark of the know-it-all is that he's seen nothing and knows everything about them. Yeah, well, that fits So you. let's go ahead and – I could tell you about all these movies. All right. You tell it. That's yeah, a good idea. You've, you've got Arrival, which has um, – no action in it. It's just <laughs> this movie with like ink splots, and we're supposed to like search our souls because aliens use ink splots. So boring. Great movie. You've got Fences, which I think is a Don't prequel to fences. Wall that's coming out next year. No. Or sometime fences, in the next four years. Fences, Denzel Washington, Viola <laughs> Davis, wonderfully acted. Lots of spirituality in it, too. Hacksaw Ridge, which, I mean, obviously is about topography uh, and geography. and Yeah, Mel Gibson does a uh, lot of stuff with topography in that. It's a really bloody, very spiritual movie. That, bloody and spiritual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your type of movie. Yeah, well, is it the right kind of spiritual, though? It's uh, really great. No, actually, you'd love this movie. Why would I love this movie? Well, because it's about, a, it's about this guy mm-hmm. who goes off in, into war. Like, it's World okay. War II, right? He goes off to war. He feels like it's his duty to do that. But because of his religious convictions, he doesn't hold a gun. Mm-hmm. He never picks up I a like gun. I like that. I do like that. And, and so he spends the entire war, well, one really horrific battle in the war, not carrying a gun. And he, uh, spoiler alert, based on a true story, he wins the, the Congressional <laughs> Medal of Honor. 70 years in the winning. Yeah. 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 It's your of type of movie. Um, all right. So next is the only one I've actually seen. Which is Hell or High Water, which is like a poor man's... Uh, which is a strange one for you to have seen, because it's like... It's the only one on video right now. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, which one can I go watch right now? And it's the only one on video. So it's like, okay, I guess I'm watching this one. All right, all right. So what do you um, think about it? You know, remember uh, that there's that movie, Why Am I... No Country for Old Men? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell or High Water is like the poor man's version of No Country for Old Men. You've got this kind of... It's it's plotting, but still gripping... Uh, you know, it feels like a western, even though it's set Jeff in a Bridges, of a Chris modern Pine. time. You got the grumpy old sheriff character, yep. and racist. You've got the you know, racist sheriff character, and you've got the poor, you know, down on their luck, you know, Robin guys Hood that are thief type yeah, of guy. So it's not a, it's not exactly like No Country for Old Men, but it, it definitely felt like that to me. Well, it's dusty. Uh, it's very dusty. Uh, I didn't think the villain was as compelling. As now, who do you consider Javier the, Bardem? Who is the villain in it? See, that's the villain that's is America, rightly um, so. We're not going to get into that. Oh but in the movie, goodness. the villain is America, clearly. Right? Yes, in the movie, the the villain is America yeah. in in a certain sort of way. It talks a lot about sort of the poverty that the is banks. Sort of, the exactly. banks are the villain. The banks not are, the, America, are the villain, but the yeah. American banks. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, then you've got hidden figures, which is what I used to do when I would hide my sisters. Uh, Barbie dolls, <laughs> so that she couldn't play with them, and she was forced to use markers instead. Oh I said, no! I never, really? no, I never did that. But, uh, 
That sounds like a good movie. Like this kid is hiding That's the all this saddest thing. Or ever. is it about somebody that makes like big baggy dresses so they can no. hide the figures? No, of women? it's about the early part of the space program. Three women, African American women, are instrumental in helping the space program actually, you know, figuratively and literally get off the ground. That sounds like something I might watch. Uh, it's pretty great. La movie. La Land, garbage. We're not no, talk no. About that oh one. my goodness. Lion, obviously, it's a nature documentary. <laughs> Manchester by the Sea, which is something about soccer, and <laughs> Moonlight, which clearly is a, another documentary about the moon. Oh, so there we go. Man. There's what's okay. You want, what do you want to tell me about oh, all these? Oh my goodness. Okay, so we we went off the rails. So we went La off La the rails at right? La La Land. Nice, rightly so. Nice traditional. <laughs> um, it's a really interesting traditional um musical that musicals should never win best picture yeah well the last musical to win was chicago yeah rightfully so, so because that no wrongfully so it shouldn't have won okay anyway no. moving Anyways, on La La Land. moving on very nice music very nice story it's a strangely complex it has a little bit more depth um than than some of your typical musicals well yeah than your old style musicals had those are um, fluff but the thing is when you watch it it makes you realize how great those old musicals were. Interesting. I watch La La Land and I want to watch Singing. So in the it's Rain. better than old musicals, but it makes you remember. That well, old it's both better, are better and worse. It's better and worse. Why is it worse? Because mm-hmm. well, here's the interesting thing. Like when you watch La La Land, mm-hmm. you find that um, the main characters, as great as they are, Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling, mm-hmm. they actually don't sing and dance that well. So they sort of hide it a little bit. When you look back at Singing in the Rain, West Side Story, some of those. Those people could sing. Those people could dance. Mm. They could dance even better than you, Jake. You know the last musical I watched was uh, Sweeney Todd. No way. Yeah. That fits. <laughs> so, moving on. What do, we need to know, what do we need to know about Lion? <laughs> Lion. Great story about a kid who is literally swept away from his birth parents, uh, got lost on a train, um, Gets adopted, never goes back there, or at least doesn't when he's a child. He can't find his way back home because he's an Indian and, you know, he doesn't know where home is. He gets swept off, gets adopted, thankfully, by this really nice Australian couple. When he's about 20 or 25, he decides to find his birth family again. And so it's sort of that that push and pull between the family that he left behind and the family that he's with now that he may leave behind again. It's a really great story it was one of my favorite movies of the year well and this guy it's dev patel right right this exactly. guy is he's a shoo-in he hasn't he already won an oscar no. for like the same story <laughs> no i don't think so he wasn't he it the plot getting, of slumdog millionaire he is he is not exactly but <laughs> but he is up for a best supporting actor oscar this year and he could win it. He actually just won the BAFTA. I think. Wait, he's so. a supporting actor in his own movie? Well, see, that's the confusing thing. He should really have been nominated for it. Yeah, because who's the main character if it's not well, it's the really guy strange. that the story is based on? Yeah, so, well, he's a five-year-old kid for most of it. And, and if Dev Patel actually was that five-year-old Fine. kid throughout the That movie, would be great. That would have been fantastic. They could have done that. Like Benjamin Button, where Brad Pitt was like, you know, a five-year-old, 80-year-old. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how did he... How did he not win? Yeah, we're not getting through these movies. What's what's Manchester by the Sea? Oh, really difficult but um, interesting story about a guy who dies and his brother, who now has to serve as sort of the guardian for the dead man's son. Oh man, yeah, it's it's a chipper little thing. It's but it's really it's really well done. 
lots of if this was a plugged in podcast we'd be talking a lot about some <laughs> cautionary warnings but content caveat <laughs> okay all right and then uh finally moonlight moonlight very well done movie of coming of age story about a uh, uh black boy from miami who grows up it's actually told in sort of three separate parts one when he's a child one when he's a teen one when he's a man and it takes us through sort of the poverty and 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 uh, difficulties that he was being raised in, and it also deals with his struggles with his own sexuality. Mm. He's gay, and so it, it becomes a an interesting story on how that manifests within the culture that he's in. Mm. So, well told story, a difficult story. Um, yeah. So All there right. you go. So there, there we have what is. And uh, before I get your prediction about what you what you think is going to win Best Picture and what you think should win. So right. what you think will actually win right, and right, what right. you think should win. But let's talk about what is not because there's always snubs. Right. Like how did the how in the world did Zootopia not even get nominated for Best Animated Film? It did. What? I need to check my <laughs> Somebody told me it didn't. No, no. Finding Dory wasn't nominated. Finding Dory was yeah. No, no, you're right. You're right. How was Finding Dory not nominated? Yeah, it's... I just mixed them up. Yeah, no, no, no. They're I both about animals. Same thing. There's, Yeah, exactly. Same thing. No, uh, Finding Dory was a pretty interesting omission, I think, because it was a really sweet story. But I think for, for you know, Pixar movie, it wasn't necessarily all remarkable. It was actually, to, to be honest with you, Jake, this may be the only thing we agree on in mm. the next year, but Finding Dory was actually my favorite animated movie this year. I really liked it. I did. I really liked it. I mean, it, it was really had a very emotionally resonant story. It was actually funny. Yeah. And is it maybe a victim of Pixar's previous success? Like, yeah, and I think it... used to being surprised, and here's a sequel. So I think it was. The... I think it was, uh, I think because it was a sequel of Finding Nemo, which of course is beloved, um, it probably wasn't quite up to that standard. And so people people were comparing Finding Dory to Finding Nemo, comparing them to, to Inside Out, which mm. won last year, right? Right. Um, so it's it was probably a, a more difficult sell. It wasn't, you know, up to the level of Pixar's best. But that's a really high level. Right. We're not comparing it to Pixar. Right. We shouldn't be. We should be comparing it to what else came out this year. And I think when you put that up with Zootopia and these other movies that got nominated, it, to me, it clearly could have been in there. Yeah, the movie I want to see, actually, from the animated is Red Turtle. I haven't seen that. I've not seen that one. Yeah, so. I, I like Zootopia, though, too. So. All right, so, uh, but non-animated movies, what what's the biggest snub for Best Picture as you see it? Hmm. You know, I'd have to go with Silence. Silence. Yeah. Yeah, it got no, it's, that really kind of crashed and burned it got one nomination for something tiny yeah like best cinematography or something like that which isn't a tiny award i guess but it i it surprised me actually um silence is a difficult sell but i gotta say since i saw silence i think about it once a day and after i first saw it i i thought about it a lot for two or three weeks it was one of those movies like i see a lot of movies right and i always know a good movie when i think about it after i write the review because a lot of the movies that i'm seeing around february you forget the second you (laughs) put the period on the last sentence you you really do and uh and and silence was a movie that stuck with me it 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 haunts me in, in some ways, it's just really profound, and and of course because it's a Christian story, and I'm a Christian, it it has some 
some extra resonance, I suppose. But it's it's really beautiful and really thought provoking and in a very difficult movie to watch, but incredibly profound in its own way. Yeah. The one I think I'm surprised about, and it's funny because I haven't actually seen it yet. But I've heard a lot about, and and from everything I've heard, it sounds like the type of movie that is like what you call Oscar yeah. bait is this uh, Patterson movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, Adam Driver. I mean, the dude's a presence. Yeah, and who is also in Silence? Who's also in Silence? So we agree, Adam Driver's the coolest. And uh, and I've heard a lot of good things about this Patterson film. It's ninety six percent fresh. Yeah. On Rotten Tomatoes, and yet no Best Picture nom. Yeah, so here's the thing with with Patterson, which I also saw. It's a really – Oscars are have this reputation as being just sort of these really pretentious, artsy movies. Yeah. They're not quite that. And Patterson is a very artsy, <laughs> vaguely pretentious movie. I really liked it. So but, it was too but, artsy and pretentious even for the Oscars. Well, it's it's one of those – it's a really – it's a really – nicely told but incredibly slow story like the most exciting thing that happens is is a dog eats a book so, so yeah i mean it, it yeah. it's really so a what very... so what patterson <laughs> <laughs> is the dog gonna throw it up then oscar nomination yeah. so it was but it's a great very meditative movie it talks a lot about Oh, the poetry, finding poetry within your everyday life. It's a great meditation, but it does feel like something you would sit down in like a <laughs> collegiate art class and just sort of, oh, wow, you would wax philosophical over, you know, 3 a.m. pie or something like that. Mm, 3 a.m. pie does sound good. So before I go get my <laughs> slice of 3 a.m. pie, um, what is your prediction for what is going to win Best Picture at the Oscars? Best Picture. I believe it will be La La Land. La La Land? Yep. Everybody yeah. seems to love it, except for the people who hate it. <laughs> and there's Ain't that the truth? There's surprisingly the story a, lot of my of, life. a lot of people who, who don't really like it very much. But I think I think it's going to go ahead and win. Okay. Now, what do you think should win? La La Land. Well, you're, you're a sellout. I, well, you're a sellout. All right. My, my second choice, though, and this is a really close gonna, call. I know you picked La La Land as your best. Yeah, I, I, I got to go with La La Land because I, first off, I'm I'm kind of an old movie musical. You're a fanboy. I I do like those old musicals, yeah. and I thought it was really a nice story. But I think La Lion would have been my second choice. That's yeah. a really nice movie too. Yeah, having not seen any of these films except one. <laughs> I'm going by title only, and I think it's going to be Manchester by the Sea because somebody dies in it. Well, somebody dies. So, <laughs> yeah, and it's true. one person, not like a bajillion people like yeah. Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, um, my goodness. What wow. should win, uh, I'm going to go with, uh, <laughs> I don't know, guys. <laughs> yeah. I got to watch it. Like, somebody yeah. needs to pay me to go watch these next, things. You know what we're going to do next podcast? We're gonna, <laughs> you are going to watch a few of these movies and then tell us what I really doing. tried. I was like, I told my wife, I told my wife, I said, hey, I got to catch up on these Oscar movies. <laughs> and then I went and I was like, I can only watch one of them. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Oscars. Oh man! <laughs> All right, so there, there's our, our rundown. Uh, I think you guys clearly can tell that I won the debate about whether the Oscars are relevant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But you won that for sure. To close out our show, we're going to talk about the least most important thing. It's a segment we want to do regularly. Always open to suggestions. Not. No, we are. We're open to suggestions. <laughs> but it's it's a section of the show where we want to find, we want to bring to the table each of us, right. A topic from pop culture that 
hey, isn't getting a lot of conversation, but really should be. Mm. Yeah. So it's the least most important thing because, you know, we know it's best for the world. The Oscars don't. But Paul and I do. That's right. So Paul, all right. No, 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 no. Most important thing. You go first. No, no, no. Why did you not bring one? (laughs) I. It was so least important. I forgot to bring one. Oh. All right. So So on to my. You do it, and I'll think of one. I'll think of one while you're on to my least most important thing. Atlanta season two has been delayed. Oh, Atlanta season two. If for those of you who have not seen Atlanta, have you seen Atlanta, Paul? I have not. I've been this watching is a tragedy. Oscar movies. This is a tragedy. Atlanta is a TV show created, produced by, starred in by Donald Glover. Donald Glover of community fame, of childish Gambino fame. For those of you that are into that, he um, has some talent. Hip hop music. Guy. The guy's very talented. But Atlanta is a show that I started watching. This last fall, and I don't watch TV live. I usually like to binge all the episodes of The sure. Office or Seinfeld. But I started watching Atlanta, and I was blown away by this show. And I think I don't want to be I don't want to be uh, too big here. It's got time to prove itself. Yeah, and usually the first seasons are you know not necessarily reflective of what comes after. Yeah, right? it, it could it could go away, but um, I have not seen a show or a movie in recent memory deal as effectively with the issue of race, racism, race relations in America as well as Atlanta does. Mm. And it does it with humor. It's a dark comedy. It's a funny show. Like, there are plenty of moments where you're going to laugh out loud, but at the same time, it's incredibly nuanced. It does not glorify one side of the issue. It does not vilify another side of the issue. It explores the real problems that exist on both sides of these issues Mm. in our communities. And man, is it a incredibly challenging show to watch even as it entertains you Mm -hmm. it like it's the show that i wouldn't say it's my favorite show of last year Mm -hmm. daredevil i enjoyed more from an entertainment perspective but it's the show that stuck with me the most it's the show that i find myself thinking about or when i'm talking to people about tv and what stories are being told well it's atlanta it's not only creative but it's it's really poignant Mm mm-hmm and so the the tragedy is that it's on hold. And now the, the, the silver lining is that it hasn't been canceled. And mm. it's not on hold because it was bad. It actually was a ratings darling. Did really well. And yeah. was a, kind of a well, surprise Well, critics hit. were talking about it all critics, over the place. They critics did talk it. about the show. But nobody's talking about the problem with it being on hold. Well, don't you think it might be a good thing? Might they just be holding out just to make it's, really good episodes? Well, it's actually being held because he's going to be Lando Calrissian. Oh, Calrissian. Calrissian, whatever. <laughs> uh, you guys know who the know-it-all is in the show. Right? It's Paul. Uh, <laughs> so, so he just isn't going to have time. Since he creates, writes, produces, stars in the show, he's not going to have time to make Atlanta. Yeah. But I think at a time in our country where everything is so divided, everybody is so like drawing these lines and attacking people on the other side of it, what, I re- what really encouraged me about Atlanta is that it didn't do that. Mm-hmm. It it tried to be a lot more balanced than that, and to explore the issue honestly. I'm sure, again not perfectly, sure. but honestly, sure. And I think we need more of that in this time where we're all so divided. To be able to come around this and say, "Look, there's issues on both sides." Yeah, and it was a great example of being able to do that. So let me ask you a follow up question to that. Do you do you believe 
that TV shows can effectively help bridge those gaps? I, I absolutely think they play a role. I mean, it, it's hard to quantify. It's hard to prove a causation and sure. say, because of Atlanta, this happened. However, I think there are pretty strong correlations to the way we think about topics in the entertainment we watch. I mean, you think about the, you know, uh, regardless of your moral stance on the issue of homosexuality, uh, you look at the the way shows have like Glee or the way shows like Will and Grace have showed these characters in and made them more normative in their shows and changed people's minds. Like the, those shows got a lot of attention because people would come into them with one, maybe still be on one side of the issue and come out on the other. Or for me, on issues like immigration, like – no joke, a movie ch started was the pebble in my shoe mm. that changed how I was thinking on a political topic, and it was a it was a Matt Damon action movie. Yeah, no, it's I think the the one of the great things about entertainment actually is that it does you know I think a lot of times when we get caught up in in various issues that we deal with within the culture, a lot of times we have a tendency to to just think about the issues, and and there's nothing wrong with that, but it brings you. It, a new and different understanding when you meet someone who is impacted personally by right. these issues. Yep. You know, it, it's it's one thing um, to say what you feel about a certain subject as as you know what what I am a white middle aged guy. Right. You know, it's another thing to meet someone who's grappling with these really difficult problems that our society has, and and to really see them from from their point of view. And it's great when you actually have friends who can sort of give you that that insight but sometimes um television shows because we get to know the characters so well on some of those shows it can be sort of that same conduit not to the same level right. obviously but it gives but you but to a degree but yeah. to a degree uh and it can be smaller or larger depending on the type of show that it is and yeah. although i haven't seen atlanta it sounds like that one might be a, a an interesting one that does it to a greater degree than many others right and i and i think so that's why for me it's the least most important thing is I get why it's on hold. I get that it's probably going to come back. And and I get that Star Wars is great, but it's like, man, at this time, at this point of contention in our nation's history, like, man, it'd be a great thing to kind of rally around together, to talk about, to say, okay, we got to find some common ground here. And and I felt like he was doing a great job with that. So it's a bummer to lose to lose something that I thought was a pretty great voice on the topic. Obviously, I know he's not going away and all that. Right. Again, not perfect. But uh, I think it's a bummer to lose it just because of Star Wars. Yeah. Come on, Hollywood. Couldn't you have let them do both? Sad. Sad. Uh. All right. So my least most important thing is also Atlanta. <laughs> the poor Atlanta Falcons. Oh, true. But I don't get how that's... Well, you know, when you... They think are very it. unimportant. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they are, they, are, they are sort of a symbol of, of what I think most of us as sports fans have, have felt many, many times. It's just mm. sort of that... that that pain of losing, that that pain of of it, it's amazing to me how something that really is not very important at all, sports, can be so important in our right. lives, and it really impacts us. You know, I know that that you as a Packers fan have felt that loss a lot. Yeah, the week before or two weeks before. Yeah, and as a Broncos fan, you know, we've we've uh, we didn't even make it into the playoffs this year, and, and, and we've lost more than our fair share of Super Bowls, I think, and so. Atlanta's pain, I feel deeply. Atlanta's pain is all of ours. That's exactly. 
exactly every right. time except he's had for, a glimmer of hope except and for it's been crushed New England we are Atlanta which has collectively won something like 60 championships over the last every time the man puts years. you down every time you're the man that puts somebody else down you are New England is that where you're gonna you're gonna go yeah. with this general yeah. statement New England Tom Brady oh goodness <laughs> gross they no offense to any actual New least... England fans out there but but oh, be I, offended. Get, I get tired of Tom Brady <laughs> Well, there you have it for the least most important thing. I think we all know which of those least most important (laughs) things is really the most important least thing. No, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, mine mine was least most important in that it's not a really important topic, but it felt really important to most of us. (laughs) And no one has heard of your show, which makes it guys Atlanta is prime. Thank you guys so much for joining us on the very first episode of a fanboy and a know-it-all talk pop culture. We appreciate you sticking through the ride with us. Yeah, bear with us as we figure this thing out. It's it. This has been a fun show for us to do. I don't know if it's been a fun show to watch or listen to, but uh, but we have enjoyed bringing it to you. So hopefully we can uh, continue to do it for a while. Yeah, we plan on bringing these episodes to you every other week and giving you a good chunk of pop culture, knowledge, and smackdown to take on your way to work or while you're running or whatever you're doing while you listen to podcasts. I'm not here to tell you how to listen to us. Yep. You decide. But for now, I'm Jake. I'm Paul. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. See ya.